Digi, exciting, fearless. That's three words that no one has used to describe the uh, Tufty Club. But the words that Hecky used uh, what he wants United to be like moving forward. Did he? Edgy, exciting and fearless? Yeah. All right. That's that's what he said. When did he say that? This week. Mm. Could have started yesterday. It was three words contained within a quote, but they were the the media team uh, honed in on these three uh, descriptors. Mm. Do you think? Do you think he's he's got that? He's not. He, thing is, he's he's not particularly edgy, exciting. I don't know about fearless. Maybe he is, but he's just bloke from Barnsley, isn't he? So he's not instilling that in me, as it were. Anyway, welcome to what a number of Blaze this week have called their top podcast. Pad, 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 yeah. There's been a few of them misspellings, haven't there? No, they're taking the, they're taking the piss out of me. Are they? Oh, because you yeah, crap. I said podcast last week. Oh, oh, of course you did. See, this yeah. is it because because you say so many wrong things. I forget. To, I'm gonna have to start making a note of them. Things that you've said wrong. Oh. Hegginbottom, Fodderingham, Fodrington, Fodder, whatever you say. Yeah, I thought I, thought, I forgot you'd said uh, said that. His name's Fodrington. Just Fod- <laughs> Fair enough. Sorry. Yeah, and, and genuinely, this is this is the embarrassing thing. When when people start posting them things about um, you know what they've listened to most this year on Spotify, I went on and it, it gave us the stats. Um, and there's 166 people who've listened to us more than anything else. Well, that that is quite unbelievable. I mean, it's unbelievable that people actually listen to us, but they actually listen to us again. Come back for more. Um, I'm sorry, but. What, what a set of losers. <laughs> what are you doing with your lives? Especially them 166. You know who you are. Yeah, you, <laughs> you, need, you need to spend your time doing something a, a little bit more useful. But uh, but thanks. It, it means a lot. It does. It does. It means a lot that you, you're wasting your time with us. But, yeah, I mean, although some people did point out that it is, they like the fact that we, we sort of do it on a weekend, although we're late today. We'll get on to that, I'm sure. But... It, it seems to be like people's soundtrack to going to work on a Monday morning. So I think, I think, yeah, I think they've hit the nail on the head there, aren't they? We just like, when you think things can't get more depressing, put us on and we'll, we'll take you there. Yeah. We, I mean, we had, um, was it, I think it was um, Alison Chappell that's uh, really Chappers. good. Reason. Chappers, yeah. yeah. Uh, using ramblings, cathartic uh, morosity. Uh, and sardonicism guaranteed, I think, was her description. Yeah, basically just miserable is what she says. It's, it's basically, and you'll love this, but it's it's this Smith's equivalent, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, you know, you kind of you kind of like it, even though it's depressing and a bit morose. <laughs> but th- thanks. Yeah, and, and not only are people liking our. Uh, Audio, but uh, we're now getting praise for our, our visuals. <laughs> Adam Edward Rag, uh, who saw us on Shore and View for the first time. Another one, because uh, it's been a bit of a theme that you know, you know, you have that thing where you imagine what radio presenters look like, and you're, yeah, yeah. you're disappointed, aren't you? Because they don't quite fit. You know, I used to listen to Robert Robert Jackson, uh, Praise the Grumble, and he looked exactly like you'd imagine him to yeah, look. Yeah, yeah. Grey hair, sort of, you know, that, that sort of, look, you know, like an old granddad sort of thing. Um, but he said he was pleasantly surprised by me as he thought I had a, a fat person's voice or, or 
not as not as big as someone else had said before, it's not as big boned as they thought. I think we said <laughs> last week. But yeah. Um and I, he just said I, I look look better than it than he thought. So thanks for Edward what, Rag. What's that saying about your voice, really? Although he said I sound like my voice, I look like my voice. So yeah, you I'm, look similar to what he expected. But I've always thought I've got when I when I a few times I listen to this back because I don't like hearing myself. Yeah. Or or like, you know, just when you hear yourself back on anything, really. I've always thought I sound really boring. So he's basically saying I've got a boring face, like quite irritating as well, a boring, irritating face. But you've had another few more lookalikes. I think it was uh, you know, a friend of the show, Eggy, said uh, you look like, is it Ed Helms from The Hangover? Yeah, yeah. But... Johnny Marr from uh, Tra- Travelling Blade. I'm, I'm not so sure about that one. I, th- I think his flat cat might be covering his eyes. <laughs> yeah. Johnny Marr's quite a good-looking lad. He is, and I'm obviously not. But I've added him to the list. If if anyone says it, no matter how ridiculous I think it is, e.g. every Chinese person from our mate Phil Black, um, it goes on the list. If someone says it, it's on the list. So, yeah, it's ever-expanding that list. What is, your, what is your running total? Excluding the, well, the whole say China. 1.4 billion, isn't it, obviously? Um, but if you exclude the whole of China, it's got it's to be... It's got to be at least fifty. I would have thought. I'll I'll count them up after this. I'll let you know. But yeah, it's uh, and yeah, and w- regarding your fatness, that's not actually fatness. Um, it's cropped up a few times, and the missus has been saying, "Aren't you trying to rename the podcast? Why don't you Why don't you change it to the Tubby Club?" <laughs> so that's a vote of confidence for you. Uh, I should apologise for the. Um... The, the lateness of the pod, uh, we, we, you know, we brand our, our US, uh, USP is that we, we, you know, after match snap reactions and we're doing this almost a day after the game's finished by the time you're probably listening to this. Um, so I apologise for that, but we, I'd like to say we've got busy social calendars, but we haven't at all. But it was the one time when I think we both had something on, didn't we? Yeah, well, I, I probably could have squeezed squeezed it in I, I went out I went mum and dad's and I went out and had a meal with my cousins again really bad boring voice boring content here from me isn't it but uh, just I had went a to, meal with my family it was I, lovely I had, was, I, had, I, had, I had fish and chips it was lovely I, I really recommend it would go again 8 out of 10 mushy peas um, yeah, I enjoyed it. But I could I could have squeezed it in beforehand, but you had a you had a date with Deacon Blue, didn't you? So you I did, couldn't... yeah. We were well, we, we decided we were going for a uh, went for a curry just before, and it was, it was all a bit kind of would have been all a bit rushed to uh, knock something out like last last night. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so I, I apologise. So uh, yeah, first first gig for since since before COVID. I mean, my wife's a lot more of a an active uh, gig goer uh, than. Uh, than, than I am, but uh, yeah, we we both both partial to well, you know, I'm partial to a lot of eighty stuff, but uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So she got me tickets a couple of weeks ago, and uh, yeah, it was sold out actually. Where you you, you know you think of oh, everyone who watches them will be quite old and sort of passed passed away sort of thing, <laughs> but uh, no, it was uh, it was it was absolutely packed. Yeah, well, you're I mean, your your obsession with the eighties is is a, is a bit of a strange one because it. You lived through the eighties, but you were probably too young to appreciate most. Well, you certainly were. Like you weren't listening to Deacon Blue or The Smiths, were you? More, more sort of yeah. Kylie, Kylie and Jason and stuff. Whatever's in charts, basically, you, you hear, don't you? But you've, yeah, you're big on the eighties, aren't you? Would you say that you don't like any band that were formed 
after sort of 1987. No, no, I disagree with that. I disagree with that. I'm, I'm a music taster, quite eclectic. I'm not really good. I'm not into as much of the modern stuff as you are, and that's just through time, really. And I, I should do. You often send me stuff, and you have a chance to listen to a lot more kind of six music and stuff. And I, I, I haven't really got into new stuff just because I haven't had time to, to do it. I, I should be more open to ideas, but uh, but no, I'm, I am a big fan of. Uh, like you said, the, the Smiths and New Order and that sort of era. But uh, yeah, I enjoyed it last night. Re- really good, really good gig. Aren't they just a bit like, they've always struck me as a bit of a cross between sort of Mike and the Mechanics and <laughs> Simple Minds, but without the but hits of either. Minds is, is a, a better comparison. I, I think there's a notion that they're very kind of middle of the road and very safe, and very easy. But actually, if you, I know this is a bit cliche and anyone could say this, but if you listen to some of their, back catalogue and some of their recent stuff that actually you could hear loads of their songs and you wouldn't even know it was Deacon Blue you'd be like oh they sound pretty good like who, who are they and you, you would be very very surprised their most recent uh, well I think their second to last album um, was really good really good and critically acclaimed actually and totally different like I think people just think uh, you know Real Gone Kid and, and Dignity and or, or a couple of the, the old songs but actually that was like when they were quite poppy and um, they have got a real, real range. Yeah, it's got a very good voice as well. Well, you say that people only think of them two. It's simply because they're the only two that anyone knows. They were probably well, a two, two-it wonder band for me. Absolute nonsense. There's, I, I could list a number of songs that you will have heard of um, easily. Go on then. Um, <laughs> well, uh, Fergus sings the blues. Oh, okay, uh, yeah, I'll look. Uh, Chocolate Girl. Chocolate Girl, fair enough, yeah. I've heard of that uh, one. Your Swaying Arms. Anyway, this, is, this isn't the David Beden Names Deacon Blue songs <laughs> podcast, is it? Loaded. Rain Town. I'm, you, you you'll have heard of all these. You'll have heard yeah, of all these. I probably have. If, if I played them now, you'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, I've heard that. And you'd probably do that for about 15, 20 songs. I'd be like, oh, I didn't realise they did that. <laughs> So there, there, there you have it. Um, but there, some of their new stuff's really nice, quite sort of um, sort of slow stuff, but um, sort of more more kind of love songs actually. She's I know right down your street. <laughs> yeah, I do love a bit of a cruise. City of Love and Wonderful are the two that I would I would recommend from their uh, City of Love album. But no, they're they're, they're not the kind of middle of road band that you think. That that they've got a they have got a bit of. Bit You're of really range. defensive, aren't you? Really defensive. Here. They're, they're, not, they're not rubbish. I think people think Deacon Blue think they're a bit shit or a bit safe, and they're not actually. You, you should you should go, go just go and have a listen. Listen to Rain Town. They're they're probably most famous ever album, and listen to City of Love. Come back to me, and if you still think they're shit, then uh, well, you're wrong. <laughs> I'm gonna say we what, come back to you, and if you still think shit, what are you gonna do? You're gonna fight him? <laughs> I was thinking though, because um, obviously they're a couple in a in a band, married couple in a band, and I was thinking as I was sat watching, there aren't that many married couples or couples together in bands. I was sort of sort of. Can you think of many? Um, there are some examples actually. I, I'm sure I were reading an Fleetwood, interview. Fleetwood Mac. Fleetwood Mac, didn't they have two couples and then they split up? Yeah, Abba did. Yeah, Abba, two couples. You, yeah. We took it on the level, not just one. <laughs> yeah, so I've blown you out of the water there. Th- th- there are the some other... Ones, I suppose like Sonny and Cher. Uh, I suppose John and Yoko. Yeah, you're basically pr- disproving your own 
pointless. No, but like big groups. I can't. I can't think of many, many big groups. I mean, I mentioned earlier. New Order. New Order. I was going to say it's like absolute nonsense. You've got loads. Most of them. New Order with the with the the Morrises, not not uh, Colin and and Lee. Yeah, so, so yeah, hit us up with couples, couples in bands, uh, and ones that stay together. I'm going to add a new category. There's, there is a really, really obvious one as well that I can't. I think I read an interview with them recently, and then they also had a bit of a, a side thing about couples in bands. And yeah, there are plenty. I think you just, I think you're wrong. Well, we'll, we'll see, listeners. Let us, let us know. Let us know. But uh, no, en- enjoyed it. So, but I'm sorry I, we couldn't do the. Uh, the pod last last night, which is problematic because part of the reason we make out like it's USP that like hot off the presses, just instant snap reaction, no t- no time for other views to sink in. It's just it's just our instant thoughts. Also, it's just simply because I can't remember. I'm the wrong side of forty now, and it's a full twenty four hours since match kicked off. It's just turned three o'clock. Time check there for you listeners, <laughs> um, and. I'm gonna. I do make notes, especially when I'm watching it at home. But uh, yeah, I just memory gone. Well, I, I mean, I, I'm the same. But I, I, I can't say I've like been on loads of forums or Twitter since yesterday, mainly because I was out and then I was doing stuff this morning. Um, yeah, put my Christmas tree up ah, today. Well, I was just gonna mention those incredibly crooked lights that you've got up behind you. <laughs> The tree's okay, though. I mean, obviously no one can see this, but the, I just swivel my computer to show Mark. The, the trees have a reasonable... Oh, yeah. Reasonable, oh, yeah. reasonable height of width. Uh, it is a fake one, though, because we've got uh, dogs and cats. Uh, but it's a, a decent quality fake one we got last Re- year. Reasonable length and girth. A bit premature, though. I've, I mean, I, I can't say anything, because we've started putting our stuff up today, but I, I always think this is a bit early. I think I think it's not... getting earlier and earlier. I, I, when you walk around streets and you see, you look through and you, you nip into neighbours. Uh, <laughs> Everyone does it, especially at this no, time. You when it starts like up for weeks now, and then you start not panicking, but you say, oh, shit, why haven't we got ours up? Sort of thing, like, like it's a race against time. <laughs> but you do want to maximise that window because there's nothing worse than all the faff. We've just got it all out of the attic and stuff, boxes, and then you're finding stuff where you've literally just bunged it in the year before, and it's like yeah. stuff broken bits and pieces and you just think why did I sort this last year but you normally in early January you just want you want it all away don't yeah you? you'll do you'll do the same again this time I've also realised I've just made myself sound like either a stalker or a would-be burglar yeah I do like looking in people's eyes especially when it's dark <laughs> don't phone the police on me please if you listen to this and you've you, you think I'm some sort of weirdo. We, we all do. I mean, you look at the decorations on the out, like lights from the outside, but but you you know you sort of nod to like when you could take the dog a walk with the wife. That's it. They've, they've, they've done it out nice, nice tree, nice nice light, and then you're like, that looks a bit. Yeah, yeah with it, they've cocked that up, haven't they? Oh, what are they having for their tea? <laughs> sort of thing. But yeah, so good good to get uh, get that all uh, put up and, and ready. Um, you say yours is not up yet. It's true, but yeah, it's fully up. No, yeah, we we've done the same thing. Uh, even though I've just said I think it's too early. Next weekend, it'll probably be about right. Double figures, you know, about tenth, tenth, twelfth of December-ish. I think you should aim for. But we've yeah, we've gone the same way. Just thought, bugger it, can't be asked. Nothing else happening. Get it up, and the tree, etc., etc. All right, uh, 
Sheffield United Football Club uh, is the, the the topic for our podcast. Those who have uh, have never listened to us before, uh, <laughs> we should make that clear after talking about music and Christmas trees. Um, been a quiet week in uh, United World, considering what happened the previous week. We've it's certainly been not been as much. I don't know whether you've picked up anything. I've not or... even picked up Eki's three words. Not I um, love you. But well, what was it? Will you marry me. You... That's four. <laughs> Carried on the message from the. They got rid of that off those flaps, didn't they? They did, yeah. Yeah. Ter- terrible, terrible bit of. Uh... Well, it's same old shit with Sheffield Council, isn't it? Any, any sort of heritage or anything good, they just don't give a shit. Get rid well, of listen, it. Listen, they? Like, they took those flags down, United on the, on the cop, and. Just, just leave things, leave things alone, people. Yeah, just, leave things alone. Yeah, change is not good, as we've said many, many times. Uh, but in this case, change is good. So you, you've said after the week we've had, it's gone a bit quiet. I think they've just sort of just moved on, haven't they? It's almost like that that period of our history of aggressivity that without aggressivity um, and the slab stuff, and it's almost like it never happened. Forget yeah. about it. Write him out of history. Let's move on. Just like a big mistake that everyone wants to forget. Yeah, they were. I mean, they weren't much. The only thing I saw was obviously Fleck was back in training, which was which was good news. Um, and then Jebison's been linked with like every club in the world. I don't know if you've seen yeah. that. Like Liverpool, Everton, Dortmund, Barcelona, Real Madrid, <laughs> you is, name it. Is this for real or is this is agent or is the bit of truth? But because see, I don't know if you noticed this. Did you see Buxton were on telly yesterday? I, I caught a bit of it. Because, well, I caught what I could see of it because actually I couldn't see the game because, the, uh, as my son said, you think they'd have like a camera with a, a cover over it. And literally, it was just... It, it was like watching through your well, shower. Sort of going back to your predilection for musical taste, it was like an 80s, 90s music video, weren't it? Like yeah. Stone Rose or something with water running down. <laughs> out. You just could not see a single thing. Uh, but what you could see is um, Diego Didar Geronimo with his uh, claims that they interviewed him before. I, mean, I saw him like, last week, wasn't he? He said, but, top you, four, top four were after me. They were all Ooh. after me. They, 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 it, it were a shame it, it, I did my knee because all clubs in the world were talking to me. He's what, he pretty much what he said, all top clubs in the world. Like, it's absolute lies. So, yeah, is it same with Jebison as well? He weren't great at plastering as well, looking at... Sort of slips, it was like going all over the place. He weren't filling the joins or anything. No, I think he'd got his spaces in though, which is which is always a good sign. Is you know, he's he's, he's <laughs> but yeah, it's probably still better than me. But um, football, but, yeah, no, I'm better than him, definitely. <laughs> if I'd have, I'd have scored that chance, he had. I saw uh, Jamie Ward the other week actually. Uh, he obviously lives not far from. From me because he's always uh, see, well, I've seen him quite a bit actually, but I saw him again recently running uh, not far sort of Abbey Lane Wood seats. Running, chuck a ball at him, see if he unballs it. Well, yeah, uh, but now I just did see a bit of that. The, the magic of the magic of the cup um, draw on Monday, isn't it? Well, this is it. We'll be finding out who we who we what got. What number are we? What number? We're normally about thirty-seven, aren't we? I'll have a look whilst you're 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 talking. Is this the game? See if I can guess guess the guess the ball number. Yeah, I'm gonna see if I can find out what number we're. Uh, and everyone could be looking out for it. Don't know what a good draw is really. Here we go. Anyone at home, I suppose. 
fun in a minute. What number did you say we were? We're normally about 37, aren't we? Wasn't Piags. You say we're 37? Normally about that. Have you found it yet? You, you, I think we're 36. 36. Yeah, it depends who's depends alphabetically what teams are in top two divisions, but we're always there or thereabouts. Um, there you go. There's a bit of num- ball number chat next who are we week. Gonna, who are we going to get? Tell me who we're going to get. Even if you don't get the exact teams, that'd be ridiculous. But like, tell me like kind of the the division they're in. Or we're going to be or... at home against a championship team. Okay. Pro- probably Cardiff. I think we're going to be away at a Premier League team. I'm going to go away at Burnley. There you go. This is, this is riveting stuff in it for the listeners. <laughs> like like when we did that fake FA Cup draw that time. That. We could have done the full third round draw. <laughs> That's a bit too many in it. It was bad for quarterfinals. Never mind for a, or whatever round it were we did. Never mind doing the full. Is it 64 for this one? Yeah, 64. But. Um, in terms of the, the, the teams yesterday, I mean, you, you'd have thought he'd just picked the same team as last week, but Brewster, uh, obviously injured when, when he went off. He's still got Berg on the bench. I, thought, I wonder whether he might might bring him in. He, he said he's fit in terms of medically and aerobically. I don't really and saw that. And aesthetically as well, I would say. Yeah. We'll and then like Brian that. Dean, because I'll come on to the, the, the feed, <laughs> uh, said early in the season when he watched him, he was running like a Rolls Royce. <laughs> Is that what he said? See, I, I, I only fired up the stream like literally one minute before kickoff, and I saw it with Dino, and I thought, thank Christ for that. I've not missed anything because he's a terrible orator, any Dino. <laughs> you know, um, I'd love to see him in action again. And then, like, are you going to say anything else? We've got five minutes to pad here, Dino. No, not really. He's <laughs> really... a hard job for that guy in it in the studio. He's Blood really stone. <laughs> yeah. He must say, he must think, oh, please be Morgan. Because he's the only one that, you know, you, you, you ask him an open-ended question, Morgan, and he'll, he'll waffle for ages. That's kind of what you need, isn't it? He must be thinking, please be Morgan. Then when he sees if it, it's like Kozluk with his morosity makes us look upbeat, or um, or Dino with his one-word answers, oh, God, I'm earning my money today. Well, I put it on, um, and then I obviously had some problems with, with the, the feed, because I don't... I... Let's just say I use a less than official source for, for my uh, feed. But th- there was a bit when he said, we're going to let Kevin get off to the commentary box now. Where does he go? I don't know. It's got to be a different room, hasn't it? It'd be, hopefully it's got cleaner windows than that one that they <laughs> present from, that box. They've never cleaned them windows. Even my dad, because like, I remember my dad yesterday, I plugged laptop in and stuff, and he went, as soon as he come on, do you want to clean them bloody windows? <laughs> He's right, though, isn't he? <laughs> But yeah, so I've got this vision of where where, do, where does he go? I, I'm sure he literally just goes and sits in a chair out of the camera view of yeah. the, you know the analyst, and then he's just sat with the other bloke that's doing commentary. They just and they all just watch it on telly together. Yeah, probably. Well, there's other dickheads milling about, isn't there? Because you can again in the mucky windows, you can see the reflections of, of just people milling around in background. Nice table though, nice or- ornament on the table. I was saying I weren't paying attention yeah. to that. I'll, I'll be honest. But no, I, I put it on, I was all set to go, and then my feed sort of failed. And I texted you, said it might not, not be much of a podcast this week because I'm not just going to see the game. And 
you were sending me link like, oh, you can pay this much and that. And this is my commitment to the cause. I was right back saying so bollocks to that. I'm, I'm not paying. Well, that. you're going to walk dog, weren't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think so. I'm off now. And that, but then it it just came back. Um, sort of about seven, eight minutes in. So I missed the first seven, eight minutes. So I don't know whether there was anything. Not a lot happened. In fairness, I think Didzy just booted one out. Um, I think I think they had a corner, and I can't remember who it was, but. I mean, this this was a bit of a theme um, and has been throughout the season. They had, they had sort of a free header from a corner and probably should have done better, probably should have should have scored or at least got it on target. Um, but yeah, I, I was were, I were distracted as well. Watching watching game in a room with people that aren't asked about it, I'm like trying to concentrate on COVID Kev here, everyone. And there's like my mum and my, my wife like talking over him. Like, no, he might be saying something stupid. I need to make a note of this. And um, yeah, so I, I were a bit distracted for first. 10 or 15 anyway. Well, I think the first bit I saw was Bogle overhitting across to McGoldrick. That was about when I came to it. Li- well, not even live. I think I were about 30 seconds, minute behind you. So I had to be careful looking at me, text messages. Yeah. Um, but And then and then not long after that, we had like a, a flurry of chances, about four chances in about five minutes, didn't we? And two, two in two minutes for Sharp. Yeah, yeah, constant. Just, I've, I mean... I, I'm sick of saying this. I say, I say it every time I say it, I say I'm not going to keep saying this. Then I say it again anyway. The old Billy Sharp scores goals thing. And if Sharp had had that chance, he'd have buried it. But he had two of them, didn't he? Two in quick succession that you'd have, you'd have put your house on him to score. And um, yeah, he should. He probably should have scored at least one of them. Well, the first the first one was a really good cross by Bogle. And to be honest, he could have he could have perhaps brought it down because he came at him quite quite slow. Um, and he sorry about all the rustling around. His sons decided to bring shopping in it, some shopping in it middle of uh, <laughs> production. But utter crap. He's not put anything like useful, just sweets and biscuits. Sounds pretty useful to me. These are 59p. Look at that for a bargain. Oh, sort of Christmas there, you know, when you get those pretzels and cracker things. Yeah, yeah. One, one pound gummy mix, you got some one pound Oreo crunchy bites, and then some Mikado. Go away. Um, yeah, and then like straight after, he had an even better chance through ball. Gibbs White, I think, sort of threaded yeah. it through. And it one of them where he almost had too long because it were like, oh, great chance this. And it, it took quite a long time to say what we're going to do, and then just kicked it straight at keeper. Yeah, he, he, he kind of made it easy for keeper by getting close to him, didn't he? So he just had to kind of smother it. Just be, Well, he didn't even have to do that. He just had to be there when Sharp kicked it straight at him. And yeah, that's... I think he probably should have done better on both of them. Uh, they had, you know, they had a... Well, they were both straight at keeper, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'd expect him to at least one of them too. Yeah, definitely. And then they had, they had Basham returned it in afterwards and the cross sort of was cleared. And then we had a corner where, quite a good corner. No, I think no had played it. Someone stepped over it. And great shooting position for Horan. He'd been billed as this sort of good, good shooter. Like, you know, just blazed it over the bar. Uh, and then another chance, no had played it into McGoldrick. So it took it probably a bit wide and straight at the keeper. But, you know, we, we've had four really good, two really good ones and two decent opportunities. We should have been one or two nil up by, yeah. you know, Minutes, but a good performance. We were front foot as uh, yeah, very, very well, very McCall actually that corner, weren't it? Because it, it very similar to that one they used to do in two thousand and three when Tong used to pretend that it would it was hanging back, and then he'd make a, a late run and do virtually the same thing. Did someone had to step over it, and they they come onto it from deep, and yeah, 
as well as Kobe Kev said, oh, I think that's one they've been working on. I think it's a training ground routine there. <laughs> like, well, well, obviously they've not just it's not just been lucky or they've not just gone. Tell you what, lads, come over here. Let's let's make something up now. Of course, you've done on training ground, you idiot. I mean, it was my first proper uh, taste of uh, of gauge. Um, I think I've caught bits here in the season. You've been a you know you've been more of a, a regular uh, sort of a accompaniment to him, but. Um, I, I was quite stunned, actually. I, I don't not really say he was bad. He was just... I don't really quite realise that the role of an, an analyst or co-commentator is to come in now and again, offer something, you know, something different or a bit of a take on things. All he does is just talk throughout the game and just tells you what you've just seen, but in a really clumsy way, and then repeats it two or three times, like... I've heard you first time, Kevin. You don't need to keep saying it again and again. But in the same way, he doesn't he doesn't like say any differently. Yeah, he's basically a second commentator, isn't he? But but not even very good at it. And yeah, yesterday he wasn't even at his worst in terms of saying terrible things. You just imagine how bad he sometimes is. Yesterday, oh, I've just, got a couple. I've got a couple. Oh, he, he, he did say a lot. <laughs> he, he did say a lot, but it's normally off the scale. But um, yeah, I I know I know this has become the Kobe Kev uh, watch podcast as well but he just if you've not tried it if, if you know next time united are away or whatever acquire sutv somehow and just just sit back because if, if the game's crap there's always going to be some entertainment from him you know in terms of it might frustrate you a bit might piss you off but it's going to be entertaining hang on cat's just trying to get a bauble off christmas tree give me 30 seconds the, the cat's trying to get a bauble off the christmas tree i think yeah I think that's just it's been working on that in training. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. I'm, I'm just going to have to leave it. It's probably, it's probably tr- fetch So by the end of this podcast, tree will be down. <laughs> you've you've yeah. spent all morning and early <laughs> afternoon putting it up. Um, yeah, really good first 20. All those should have been leading. Carried on from last week. Re- really pleased. Gibbs White on the ball. McGoldrick on the ball. Playing higher up the pitch. Crosses in. Shots in. Bad shots in. But... We're looking good, and then he started to go wrong about the time when Egan played that awful back pass. I don't know if you saw oh, that. What, what didn't even look, did he? He just he just thought, right, I'll just kick it back here. He's, he's, at least he thought because I don't know if you noticed this in the last game, they kept putting it not on Fodderington's left foot, they kept putting it on his right foot. And he's thought, he's obviously thought, I know if I play it across front of him, it'll be on his <laughs> left foot. Yeah, but you played it right across front of him, put him on his ass, and <laughs> give him a corner. Yeah, and then they start to cause a few problems from set plays. The, the old, you know, habit of not marking your men and winning headers came back into the fore. Yeah, it's not a good habit, that is it, when you're defending. I mean, Sharp had fed Gibbs White for us at half chance, even in between their spell. But from from about 22, 23, they, they started to have a decent, a decent spell. And that really weird chance, really, when it sort of came in, I think Nelson won their first header. And then Bogle just sort of hit Bogle, didn't it? Like yeah. close in and um, really good save by Wes. Like sort of just to get anything on that. I know he got a bit of luck because it bounced off the post. Um, but yeah, great save. Yeah, he deserved his luck, didn't he? Because that was a brilliant reaction save because Bogle and, and him weren't very far away from each other. Really. So when it took that deflection, he didn't have much time to react. And yeah, I've, well, we said it on the last podcast. I've been really impressed by him since he's, since he's come back in for Rolston. Uh, I think I said he makes me feel better last time. I didn't quite word it right. He, um, he, yeah, he just gives me a better feel. That's not even better, is it? <laughs> I, 
I prefer. I don't know. You know what I mean. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna dig myself a deeper hole by making it sound it makes like less cockroach, basically. That's the the short version. Yeah, yeah, that, that's probably it. Yeah, and and yesterday he made some three brilliant saves. Uh, that was the first one. Um, but the, they started to like realise that actually get the ball in the box. These are not very good at, at dealing with it. Um, I mean, I was quite glad when the teams came out and I saw they left more on the bench. And uh, Flynn, you know, plus Vogue, who takes long throws, I was like, what are they playing at? Like, they're the three players I was most worried about. Long throw, a big centre-half scores a lot of goals, and the big centre-forward. And, and they'd not picked any of them. I think he said more had, had been poorly in the week. But, um, yeah, that, that, I, I do wor- worry if they'd are all played from the start that it, it could have been Yeah, different. but the thing is, I thought that as well. And then it turns out they've got another long thrower, and, oh, a load yeah. of other, and then a load of other big bastards. So it's yeah. you can't win anyway. They've got like, oh, yeah. they've, they've not picked them. Oh, no, they've just picked some that can also do it. Well, Gage, Gage summed them up towards the end. There was a corner, and I'm jumping ahead. And he, he literally just said, look at... I won't do his accent, because you're not exactly <laughs> me, but he's like, look at the size of them. Big, powerful, physical, tall, large. Did you hear that bit? When he just yeah. kept going through. <laughs> like, <laughs> actually, he said the same one. Tried, big, big, large... <laughs> All right, Kev. We've got that was more of a Dave Bassett, I have to say, but it's a good attempt. I can't do Gage's voice. Uh, you'll, I'll, you, you'll have to be the, the Gage uh, uh, impressionist. Well, have you seen him with a big, large, massive, fucking humongous, big? <laughs> Did you hear that bit? <laughs> yeah, it's just an idiot, isn't it? And uh, and yeah, from one of the one of another set plays, they, they scored not long after. Um, Really bad defending, like sort of half cleared it, and then they had ages to kind of like return it back in, and then it kind of got cleared again. And then some at defense or some team went out, some stayed in. Um, and as Gage described it 27 times, he done like a like a like a, a scoop, he only <laughs> described it as like a, a scoop, and he just kept saying it. He said, I don't know what I describe it as, but a scoop, we used to describe it as a scoop. Four times, Kev. I know what you're describing it as, because you've said it eight times now. It's a scoop. And it's not even that weird a word. <laughs> People do that all the time. And other commentators describe it as a scoop. It was a scoop. He scooped it up. It's like... <laughs> um, but we never, we didn't respond to that scoop. And, like, Harris, uh, we had a, we had an old school uh, schoolmate called Mark Harris, didn't we? He was nicknamed was Chopper after the... After the 70s footballer, Ron Harris, there was nothing like each other's players. Quite an ironic impression of him. Uh, but yeah, um, the only thing that I enjoyed was the fact that I was tittering about it was called Mark Harris. Uh, who, he... who, incidentally, your impression of Gage sounds probably more like. Because he was yeah, a bit of a cockney lad, wasn't he? Yeah, cockney lad from our, from our school. But yeah, uh, at ages to like bring it down and just, just place it into a corner, not the best. Fit. I think Norwood was sort of on the floor, like asking for an offside. Like, oh, what are you doing? There were two. The, the initial header, we, we, we've started to get that other bad habit that we used to have. We've started to get back into that as well, where I don't know if it's a consequence of three at the back or just the fact that they're just not very good at concentrating. But we let we seem to let players get in between two of our players. We we never seem to. It's almost like they're not man marking and they're doing zonal but badly because the initial header, they sort of it like were it Basham and Bogle who were just like completely in between them and neither of them really challenged. And then yeah, when when Scoop came in, um, it was like Davis and Norwood sort of left left him to each other and I don't know, just 
just not sort of picking the men well, up. As Brian Dean said at half time, you were always worried that if we missed his chances, you know, that they did not, you know, get one and, and they got one. <laughs> well, it's obvious, isn't it? Yeah, again, I mean, he's got a point because this has been the, the story of us for quite a while now that when we're on top, we never we never seem to score. We, we, we get. One used to joke about this even way back when, didn't he? Like, oh, we need we need ten chances to score one. Well, that's not very good, is it? Buy some better strikers. Well, don't because we already had fifty at that time. But and it, we're still the same now. We just we seem to need loads of chances and loads of pressure, and we might score one at a push. I mean, uh, we'll come on to obviously the, the goals we scored. And actually, in recent weeks, we have scored some more. It's kind of simple, but it, it's like. We said it, and we have to score really good goals, whereas other teams get them scruffy, scrappy goals through bad defending. We, we need to get a few more of them. Yeah, but you, yeah, but that's because we defend badly. We can't make them defend badly, <laughs> can fair. we? Uh, they nearly made it too. We'd gone to pot at this point after a really good start, and they were running at us down that left side, Stevens and Davis, just like big gaps. And then um, Davis's namesake for them. Uh, who had a good game actually kind of just stinned it like just like just lent on him it weren't even like that strong and he just sort of folded and it was like he went past him he cut inside Egan and uh, Fod- Fodringham made a really good save like push, pushed it away and you know that, that could have easily been 2-0 um, it was that you know our worst spell of the game that sort of 10, 10 minutes yeah it fell apart because we'd started so well and at this point I was thinking oh don't do this don't don't do the classic just chuck it away in a 10 minute spell because we were starting to look pretty ropey at that point and that I, I think all by this point all three centre backs were just not looking not looking that good for me they were you know losing some yeah. battles and defensively because Bash showed a little bit going forward well as as uh, Gage said he's very much like a right winger but but not <laughs> <laughs> so so he was showing a bit going forward, but I think, yeah, the back and, and the two fullbacks as well. I think defensively, we were looking all over the place at this at this point. And I was just thinking, I'll just almost like cling on to half time at this point. And it was we, we did have actually a little, uh, little flurry, a little McFlurry, um, last, last five minutes at half. Um, McGoldrick got on the ball a few times, and we had a very good chance when McGoldrick came inside, took a shot, I think deflected, and it was like straight to Bogle was like. Oh, it's just go, but took forever again to get shot yeah. away, and they got a really good block in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Goodbye, did that. He, he drifting around again, weren't he, and, and doing bits. But yeah, again, he was just letting keeper get too close to you. They're always going to smother it when you do that. You've got to take them early or be a bit more composed. Weird after because you said could have been two or three nil up, and then could have been two or three nil down with a chance to have. But I do yeah. think we were the better side. If you take like the first 20, 25 and then the last five or so of the half, they just had that 10 minute spell where they, they had, you know, they had their own kind of run of chances. Um, but I thought we were the better side first half. We just, just went, went. went yeah, we just had that 10 minute raggedy that. spell, didn't we? Yeah, I thought we were really good outside of that. And um, yeah, we just... I, we shouldn't have been one nil down, should we? we? I mean, we should have been at least two up by the time they scored. So yeah, just that that ten minute spell, just not looking very good. We didn't actually start the second half very well at all. Um, the, you know, bits I've kind of made some notes on. I thought, I thought again down that side. Uh, I think Egan got done for a bit of skill from from Davis again for them. They had a long throw that sort of bounced around. I thought they came out after after half time and like, come on, United, like you need to, you you know, you. 
need to get in the game here. We weren't winning midfield, which we had done in the first half, and we seem to be the, the whole team seemed to be just sitting back more. Um, and, and you know, it's it's a bit of a cliche to say the game changed on a you know a red card moment, but it, it really did change yeah. on that that moment because at that point they were you know they were looking like they might go and get a, possibly get another goal. Um, absolutely amazing ball from McGoldrick. Oh, absolutely brilliant! We've talked endlessly on this podcast about how we love the man, and he can he can do stuff that most of the rest of our team can't do. But just the vision and execution. I watched a bit of the highlights, and you get the Radio Sheffield commentary. Um, I can't remember whether it was Andy Giddings or whoever, but he's got a Sabers like co-commentator, and he's brilliant. He like he's sort of muttering. Uh, over things that happen as they happen sort of thing so he's a bit like gay you didn't realise his role but I like Asara I think he's a really funny decent decent guy not not saying Gage isn't obviously uh, just just, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and like both do and he's like oh no ball and he's like you can hear him like, so in the, in the background so it's worth, worth the listen but yeah as soon as he put that through I thought here's another one for Sharp to go and miss <laughs> Yes, good job he fouled him, really, weren't it? Otherwise, he'd a great keeper again. Now, mm. it, 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 great run as well, to be to be fair, sharp. Because, um, yeah, I mean, he's got to make that run for McGoldrick to sort of find it. And yeah, uh, again, there was a lot of chat around from Gage about it. So, oh, would we have been better if it was in the area for the penalty? Well, obviously, you're better off with the penalty, aren't you? But I don't think he understands that that double jeopardy rule is still a thing, isn't it? Because I don't think he understood that either, that it wouldn't have been a sending off as well. He were wanting both, I think. But, yeah, um, as you say, it changed the game. It's a pretty obvious red card. I, yeah. I, I was quite, quite surprised. I think a couple of their players were protesting a bit and then uh, Morrison, the manager, uh, was uh, had incredibly grey hair for a young, when he was younger, didn't he? About 23, he had full yeah. head of grey hair. He did, yeah. The, the, uh, the Ravinelli of uh, Millwall. But um, I think even he after the game said, "Yeah, red card," because it was a red card. It was a clear red. Like, did he get any on the ball? No, he didn't get any. No, he, he didn't get it. the ball, and he just took him out. It was re- I thought it was really obvious in real time. I would, all I was bothered about was were in area or not. And then when they started going over it, going, "Was it a foul?" Yeah, it was a foul. What you're not looking at that bit. You're looking at whether it's in area or not. Yeah, but we didn't. I mean, at that point, he he came off. Um, they brought another. Did they not have any hairdressers in Cardiff, by the way? They brought another guy on with uh, very very long hair. Maybe that's the. Uh, maybe I'm out of fashion. And well, the... we know Wales are um, a bit more locked down than us, aren't they? So maybe uh, maybe people are a bit cautious about going to have their hair cut. And uh, yeah. we came off. Flint came on just after the free kick, but. We're not great. I think my son was saying, when did we last score from a direct free kick? Someone's going to come on and say, we're like a couple of weeks ago, I forgot. But I, I genuinely can't remember us scoring from a direct free kick for a long, long time um, because we haven't got anyone who can take it. But now we've got Gibbs White, Horahan, you know, there's a few players who can take it. Um, but it was an awful free kick. Yeah, I was just thinking, I mean, when you're that close, one of the things Gage did get right on the commentary was saying that it's difficult to get it up and over, <laughs> as it were. Um, and I, I was thinking, just twat it, just just absolutely twat it on target. Devlin used to do this. Remember this when yeah. if it were right in the edge of the area, he just absolutely belt it because it's either going to fault keeper and go in, or keeper's going to have to probably push it back out into play because it's just twatted so hard. Or it could hit wall, or or it could hit wall. Yeah, obviously, which I think he probably did do a few times. Um, and I thought, yeah, just, just absolutely twat it, and then he just chipped it over bar, didn't he? Hit it too hard. 
Conjugate. Is it too hard? Is it too hard? But he didn't, did he? <laughs> he just sort of chipped it over bar. Um, <laughs> and yeah, it's I, I can't remember the last time we scored from the from a direct. In fact, we, it was probably Norwood, weren't it? Yeah, like years ago. Remember. So, so that's your homework, folks. Uh, <laughs> bands with couples. Last time we scored a free kick from. And uh, also, you've got to listen to two full Deacon Blue albums, apparently. Yep. <laughs> with a with a rating and score favorite songs. Uh, after that point, though, you know, after you know, straight up free kick, we were all over it. I don't think that's an exaggeration. We were yeah. literally swarming all over them. They couldn't get out. There. Normally, sometimes with ten men, you say, "Well, we." Yeah, fans say it don't matter. The team, we rubbish against ten men. It's, it's not just United fans that I've heard say that. But actually, like, they really struggled. We, yeah. we were moving it about really well. Gibbs, Wright and Golden getting on the ball. We were getting Basham and Bogle well forward on the right. Stevens up on the left. And uh, it was, a t- you know, attack v defence for, you know, a good period of the game. We had a couple of little half chances. Gibbs, Wright into Sharp. Um, Hurhan wasted a cross. Uh, but you actually thought, well, we are going to score in a minute. You could you yeah. could see the way the game was going. But I didn't expect it to be the sort of goal we got. I thought it was going to be more a goal that we got later on in the game. But the, the equaliser was uh, an absolute beaut. It was indeed. Um, just just simple passed out middle, weren't it? And it just all, all gives white after that, weren't it? And cut in and he shaping to shoot. I just... Thought, oh God! Because as my dad, he gets so irate about him booting over bar. Basically, get your nose off at ball, get your bloody knee off at ball, get your nose. He basically wants all parts of the body over ball. Um, and as soon as he was shaping shoot, I thought, here we go. And then, no, how wrong I was. Beautiful, and it, and it shouldn't have been that much of a surprise because even up to that point, he'd been really, really good yesterday, and. Yeah, well, I mean, he got better from this point as well, didn't he? But beautiful finish. Is he one of the best nutmeggers that we've ever seen? I know there was a spell of Stevens doing it in the Premier League, but he's done at least one or two a game since he's come. Sometimes even when he doesn't need to do it, but like just taking the piss. Just does it anyway, yeah. Yeah, I think he probably That one wasn't, he just kind of came inside, but no, superb here. Absolutely superb. Just whipped it in. Far corner. And like the way we're beckoning back to centre circle straight away, you know, we, we could win this, you know, which obviously we had a, I mean, at that point, I think that was uh, about an hour, 60 minutes, 61 minutes. So we had ages left of the game. I mean, they, um, you know, they're, they're, at that point, they were probably fearing the worst and, you know, and it, it kind of, I think they tried to change it, didn't they? I think it was after then they put on more. Uh, and Vork, so that you know they had two long long throwers in, and they had <laughs> a team of giants. <laughs> yeah, um, they tried to change it, but it really didn't work, did it? Yeah. Well, we nearly scored straight after the straight goal. Away. The ball came in, uh, fell sort of fell to Bogle at the at the far post, and he made a bit of a mess of that sort of like kind of scuffed his shot across, and did he? He reacted quite well, but. Well, on this one, opposite gauge, you didn't kick it hard enough. <laughs> yeah, it was just another scuff, wasn't it? Double yeah. double scuffer. Really good save, though. Yeah. And they were, is it gone in? Is it? It's like, no. Nowhere near. Clearly not gone in. I think they've got murky cameras at SUTV studios. Never mind murky window. Yeah, Clearly just... not gone in. Dirty eyes. It's all like, it's all like COVID. Jabs in it. Well, put, well, put you know, it kept coming on. I mean, they had one half chance when Flint out jumped uh, Fodrington to a high ball, but it was pretty much one way traffic. We just kept coming at them, coming at them. Uh, we were working it across well. It's one time when when you 
you know, 11 v 10, where actually overplaying is a good thing because you, you're tiring them out, you're moving it across, you're exploiting the space. And we did that really well. I thought Bogle, you know, was criticised defending, but I thought he got in some fantastic areas again down that right-hand yeah. side. Um, you know, Stevens got in good areas, but his crossing weren't very good. But um, we're sort of moving the ball about. And uh, I think it was about, it was about 72, I think we scored. Yeah, I mean, immediately before this, Gage like, what we did, we need to, we need to work it out why. That's how we score. We work it out what, yeah, all three goals, Kevin. How did they come? What, what area of the pitch did they come from? And yeah, second one, obviously, like like the other two, straight straight through middle, really good. Yeah, great goal. Like the one last week. I mean, the last one, one last week was more wide. The second goal, but just a, a really good team goal. Uh, Basham into Bogle sort of played it around the corner. Uh, Gibbs White sort of, you know, got in that great sort of area. And, you know, and I don't, I think he actually meant to do what he did. He drove across knowing that there were men in, in the box. It was, you know, a play-driven cross. And, and Sharp, as, as poor as he'd been, and, you know, he'd been offside a lot. His touch had been great, missed them chances. You know, he he, he keeps going. And, he, keep, he you know, he's not one of them strikers if he misses chances, like his head drops and you yeah. just think, oh, take him off, even though I was saying take him off to you on the tech. <laughs> you were, uh, yeah. He keeps going and he always believes he'll get another chance. You know, we've seen that so many times over his time at United and he, he put it in. He got, he got ahead of his defender again, same as last week, a real skill. And uh, yeah, you know, lo- lovely goal. That's your second assist in a week, actually, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. You, t- you texted, get Brewster off and he scored within a minute. And then yesterday you texted, I think I'd take Sharp off and get McBurney on. A minute later, goal. So yeah, I think my tech get sharp off was possibly more towards the end. To, to be fair, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I, and and yeah, Gibbs White definitely meant it. It's obvious. It yeah. just it were it were, it were it, the the way he hit it and the area he hit it in, and he, he'd looked up, he'd seen where he was. But yeah, I think he'd been coloured by Gage going. <laughs> was, was that a cross or was that a shot? No, it was a cross. He put it. He put it on a plate for him. It, it was a lovely bit, bit of play and a really, really good goal. And straight away, you know, we're in we're in dreamland. Like three goals in fifteen minutes. Um, just sort of they had a sort of had the ball in our half. And it broke down. Stevens played an all right ball actually into Gibbs White, who just that's what he's good at. He can just carry. We haven't had many players. Or had any, I don't think, who can carry the ball. Yeah. Berg's probably one of the exceptions, but who can carry a ball through the centre of the field. And he ran you know, a long way with the ball and actually timed his pass perfectly. He waited till he drew the men on, played it wide to McGoldrick, and then you were like, what's he going to do with this? <laughs> and, uh, all you need to do, did, is miss it, scuff it, so it deflects off one of their players and into far corner. Man's a genius, isn't he? <laughs> the, the, the mathematical mind of the man to scuff his shot catch the heel of the defender and put it in off the post. I mean, Stephen... Where was it going before it hit that man? Do you think it would have gone in? No. Keep, <laughs> keep, keeper would have... Had he been wearing any sort of headwear, he would have thrown it on it, I think. Um, but, you know, you don't you don't buy a ticket, you don't win the last... I don't even know if that's the right saying, but you know what I mean? He, uh, got, he got in the right position, he had the shot that was on target, um, and he just went better on target after it hit the defender and then the post. But you've been working on a celebration as well. I know we've seen West Ham with the cross things, but we had uh, basically the same as what West Ham do, but pretending it's blades, I'm guessing. I don't know if it's something to do with 
something that I'm not aware of, like wrestling or something like that. No, I think I, it was like a blade. I think it was a blade across. They both did it, didn't they? They both did it. If, it. if it's blades, fair enough. But I've got a feeling it's something... Because commentator said this as well. He went, <laughs> That's, that looks like something from my youth. Now, I don't know if he, if he's implying something, some weird sort of fetish he had going on, because he seemed a bit coy about Might it. Might have been a big Norton Crossers fan. Could have been, could have been. Um, or if, or it is something, a TV show that I'm not aware of also. Anyway, that's your third bit of homework, listeners. If that wasn't a Blades thing, what was it? I, I, I'm sure it's something to do with like wrestling or some TV yeah, show. West Ham have done that, so it's a bit, it's not distinct enough for us to do that. And like, yeah. it's more, you know, the West Ham thing than a Blade. You, it's hard to do it with your hands, isn't it? You, if you did that, I've showed the listeners a Blade thing, it, it wouldn't quite have the same uh, yeah, effect. Yeah. What, elbows together, uh, yeah, you yeah. just look you look like something's going wrong, doesn't it? So, yeah, I don't think. Um, but we can't, we, even after that, we carried on. I think uh, Horan had a ball to the back post, a bogle on the angle, just just put wide, you know, right up to the last 10 minutes. It were like kind of like last week, just keep going, keep trying to score more goals. If you try and defend, we've proved this season we, we're not that good at that. Um, and they did what I asked to put McBurney off sharp just to deal with. You know, the, the set plays and the eyeballs. Um, absolute shower of shit, McBurney, when he came on. He, he miscontrolled two, lost his headers, like, fell over. Seemed more bothered about, like, having banter with their fans than actually getting on with the game. Yeah, but the problem was they had last laugh because he kept losing it or falling over. So he weren't even doing that very well. But they, they started to have a... I mean, they'd done absolutely nothing since the first five minutes, second half in the red card. They started to have a bit of a spell. I think Giles put in a... Uh, not Ashley, uh, <laughs> a couple of King, King, King of Spain, of King of Spain. Uh, put in a few crosses, Moore had a header that was over, he had a shot wide, and then a couple of deflections, we, we, I think we tried, I think Osborne came on for Gibbs right at that point, we were trying to kind of kill the game, but they were, they were starting to cause a few problems with the balls into the box, and Davis and Egan and Bash, and they weren't really winning the headers, and I think Moore had that one down into the ground that, Fodringham tipped out really good save and yeah. more should have done better. A bit like the sharp one, he should have done better. Yeah, that were again. It just showed you that there's still some weaknesses with our centre halves, isn't there? Because all three of them were kind of at fault on that chance. Basham didn't stop the cross, and then other two were just dithering in middle. Not not really. Again, not really marking anyone. These players are getting in between them all the time, and they need yeah they need to show that up. They need to work on that, uh, but. Yeah, great save. It's concerned that whenever the ball comes into our box, if there's a team with decent headers of the ball, which normally at this level there is, I'm still concerned. I'm still very concerned. Uh, all right, we've done a little bit better the last two games, but then I don't. I think we've stopped the service as well. We're, you know, we're going in on the centre backs, but I think you know as good as Bogle did going forward, we weren't really stopping the crosses in. They had no. way too much space to kind of put cross. I mean, some of it you can't help. Like the throw is, although I got annoyed near the end when Basham just booted it out for yeah. a throw in. I was like, What are you doing? He had ages, and they're like, You're literally just putting it on a plate for him to put in the box. Here, there were two or three of them that even from first minute they must have done their own work. I know they got some long, unlike us, that know they got multiple long throwers. Um, they must have known that, but even if they'd not, after after 10 15 minutes when they'd done a couple, you, you've got to be thinking, We're better off booting it. I mean, you're always better off booting it down, but just don't yeah. give it away. Don't give throw-ins away in them sort of areas because we were struggling with them every time. And they, you know, they they, they got a they, they got a goal uh, just just before it went stoppage time. Uh, I think it came from the after the Fodring, Fodringham save corner yeah. came in. Uh, Alex McGuinness uh, out jumped uh, 
Davis, who really, like, I've really seen the replay, sort of turns away from the ball. I think yeah. he might have even gone in off him. I think he heads it and it sort of loops off Davis. And you see, you know, he's, he's, we're not going to stay, like, just looped in. And I think you'd put it on the text, squeaky bum time, like four minutes to stop time. I was, like, I was convinced at that point they're, they're going to get a draw here. Yeah. Um, sort of, we kept giving it away. Osborne, Horahan, Dave just kept booting it, like, back to them or booting it out of play. It's like, just keep the ball. And I do think if we'd have played another few minutes, I think they'd have scored. I genuinely think they would have scored another goal. But um, they had one last long throw that we kind of dealt with and Horahan run away with it. And he was sort of caught in two minds, wasn't he? Do, do a good foot corner flag where they were going to score. But I think because it were almost last kick, I think he did he, he did right to go for goal. Yeah, definitely. Well, it were well past time by that point. So whatever happened, they were going to blow straight after. But... Um... Yeah, I, I agree with you that once it got to that squeaky bum time, it's it's such a weird thing, isn't it? Because it doesn't just happen to United. The psychology of them situations of yeah. we've dominated that game, apart from 10 minutes in first half, five at start at second half, and then that end bit. We, we, we're all over them. We had a man advantage. We, we were the better side. But all of a sudden, the one goal you know, behind us and they just, I won't say they went to pieces, but they suddenly, it suddenly swung. They looked more dangerous and we were almost panicking. But it, but it proves that football, you know, I, it's weird because we always used to be years ago and it was that United mantra about battling and fighting hard and we used to be kind of, it would become a cliche that fans get sick of, but we were good on set play and we're a physical side. We've always become the opposite. We're now more of a football side who actually, when we get on the ball and in, playing football, we look better than a lot of teams at this level, but that's not even good enough if you can't... Well, as, as, as Hecky said this week, every, everything between the boxes is propaganda. <laughs> is that what he said? What he said. Sounds like a Manic Street Breaches album. Doesn't <laughs> it does, it? doesn't it? <laughs> he said that, but, he's, but he is right, because if you can't defend the basic stuff and then you can't put it in the net, again, it's not like Adkins, never mind the, <laughs> the <laughs> Manics, but... Um, yeah, so, but he's right on that. And, you know, if we, I do think we that's got to be the priority in January. And I don't know how they're going to do it, whether they send Davis back or terminate his loan, but they need a big bastard at the back who could head it and kick it away. Because I think if they had that, if they had one of their players, not the one who got sent off, who were clumsy, <laughs> but you know what I mean? That yeah. sort of player, I do think it would make a big difference. Because we have got some good footballers who can move it, you know, down the pitch quicker now. Um, but it's still a weak weakness. It was help at both ends, wasn't it? Because we've not been very good on on set set plays up the other end either. Because we, we've just not got the height needed. So, yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, and the the thing is, it's that more crap as Davis has been, and you know, he, he he's not been crap. He's, he's he's good on the ball, and he looks like a tidy player. But he's I'm not sure he's what we need at the minute. I'd, I'd, yeah, unless unless. I'd be quite happy to keep him in if the, the big bastard came in to replace Egan. Just, but we need, we just need someone yeah. commanding that can yeah, Bash probably organise. Didn't have the best again yesterday. He's probably the worst he's been. I mean, he's still probably the best of the three, and he did yep. some good throw forward. But you're right. We need one of the three who's gonna who's gonna attack the ball and be dominant. And if they have a player like Moore, he's gonna win some of the headers. I felt like every ball that went in those last ten minutes, he was winning everything. Yep. So, yeah. But it is a win. It's, you know, we're up to 10th. Um, and, you know, we're, we're not, I mean, I'm live feed here at QPR nil Stoke 1 because um, QPR sit in the sixth spot, don't they? Yes. 
Oh, yeah, well, so, so now we've gone from about, you'd probably listened to us about two or three weeks ago. We were saying we're bobbing around low and mid-table. I don't think we're going to get sucked into relegation. All of a sudden, what six doing? We're going to be in that uh, playoff spot. So, football, so it's, that football fans, though, isn't it? it's not just, just, just us. And, you know, I, there isn't much between us and six. We're, we're, you know, you look at the team at the bottom, we, I think the, the narrative we had was it was going to be hard for us to get sucked into a struggle because I, I didn't think we would because it was such bad teams I think we were pretty consistent with that but it was getting a bit of a concern with the form we were on but um, I mean we are playing some better teams now QPR next Fulham you know we, we have played some fodder not not foddering foddering yeah. we've played some fodder <laughs> uh, recently so you know it'll be interesting what happens next next couple of games it's all fodder, though, isn't it? We said this, and I think it's it, it's not just it's not just us that have said this. I think anyone who's said anything about championship as to one one way or another has said it's a pretty shit division, or if they've flowered it up because they like presenting a program about it, they said competitive, oh, competitive, and anyone can beat anyone, but it's a pretty shit division. And yeah, we, we could say we played fodder, but I think I think all the way up the table, it's they're all beatable if we play if we play well. And we show it up at the back. They're all beatable, and and that's been the case all season. It's just we've not looked like showing it up at the back, and we've not looked like creating too much. But we've had that potential to do it. But now we're actually doing it. You know, we're well. We've we've now got um, Chef United's best manager of the 2020s in charge, haven't we? I think I think if you look at the stats in Wilder and Yukanovic, I think his win percentage now must be must be the best one. Yeah. No, I'd, certainly things are better than they were a couple of weeks ago. I, you know, things can change. You know, we say we're playing better teams. So I don't get carried away, but you know, we we sat nicely in mid-table mediocrity. Not going to go down. Don't look like we're going to go up. Uh, but it's better to watch. Yeah, bobbing around like a turd, like like a, like a ship called Dignity. <laughs> oh God, got our Dignity back, yeah. Yeah, we've got our dignity. That is absolutely... I haven't, I haven't dropped in song lyrics. In no, you haven't. I think you need to get real gone, kid. 